Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We're going to spend some time in the first maybe 15 minutes or 20 minutes of the show this morning looking at the Onacora Centre story, which I'd remind you, broke here on the opinion line in midsummer when we were approached by Maureen, a relative of a man who's been living there for 10 years, and indeed by local Green Party councillor Liam Quaid, who brought it to our attention that the HSE had decided to close the Onakura Centre in Middleton because they say it's no longer fit for purpose. And this is something that I don't think anybody denies at this point, that the centre is not fit for purpose. But there are 19 people living there. It is their home. We learned that some of them have been there for 10 years, 5 years. One woman is there for nearly 25 years. So we've been covering this story on the programme over the last couple of months. Now it came up yesterday at a meeting of the Oireachtas Committee on Mental Health and went through various elements of the story and various you know, arguments about the closure and what should happen to the services and where the people should go and all of that. The HSE was represented at that hearing yesterday by Michael Fitzgerald, who is Chief Officer of Cork Kerry Community Healthcare. And this is what Mr Fitzgerald had to say. Unfortunately, as we move to the advanced planning phase for the centre, serious concerns emerged that any level of refurbishment could not bring the building to the standards required. Advice from constru- construction experts has led the HSE to take the difficult but necessary decision to close the centre. We've reviewed all options for the centre and every option involves the complete demolition of the existing building rather than a phased refurbishment. While we were aware of the pressing need to bring the building to the standard which residents deserve, it was only when the fabric of the building was assessed for this work that we established that the only way to refurbish the building was actually to knock it. This was not our original plan for the valuable service at the Onacorris Centre, and while it was a difficult decision, there was no other option open to us. The immediate priority is the welfare of the 19 residents of the centre. We are working with each resident and their families individually to agree an appropriate alternative placement based on their assessed needs. Residents will move on a phased basis after detailed consultation and discussion. They will transfer to the most appropriate setting that will meet their needs and with their expressed preference to the forefront of any such decision. Assessments with residents have been completed and consultation with families is underway at present. All of the assessments have been completed at this stage. The multidisciplinary team within the Onacorus Centre 
continues to have ongoing discussions with all residents to offer ongoing support and assurances. Now take that last bit of what uh, Michael Fitzgerald said at that Eructus committee meeting yesterday. That doesn't exactly gel with what I was told during my visit last week to Onokura, uh, where I met a number of residents and relatives. Uh, Mr Fitzgerald is saying that the HSE's process of consultation, well, if, if we were listening to him correctly, at an advanced stage and, and close to finished in fact, in terms of assessments, that doesn't gel with what I was told during my visit last week, which, bear in mind, just a week ago yesterday, I went to see the residents and the families. Unfortunately, as we move... You know, there's been a continuous answer from the management of the HSE that they are communicating with residents and relatives, and that has not been the case at all. Some of the lads here are saying they've only been talking to people in the last week or two. Yeah, we all got um, a phone call last Friday to set up meetings for this week. So I've had the meeting in which I was told, well, we have no further information. What do you like about being here? Um, it's very central. Um, um, there's, there's, there's everything within reach. And um, as well as that, um, the, the staff are great. And you have no idea where you might have to go when it closes, do you? They haven't told us anything about that, and the staff say the same. The doctor over there, we have dentist over there, opticians, hearing aid, hairdressers, chiropodists. Everything you need. Yeah. And to me, the location of this place is like a medicine. It's, it contributes to me getting better. And that's me speaking to, that's Vincent and Mick before him and Maureen, the resident who brought the whole thing to our attention back in the summertime. Uh, that's just a week ago, talking to them. Now, yesterday at the meeting of the Oireachtas Committee, local TDs, Pat Buckley of Sinn Féin and Sean Sherlock of Labour, both spoke to address the HSE's position or indeed to respond to the HSE's position. He don't know the importance of a community-led centre, a community integrated centre where there's a lot of locals from the area, from the town of Middleton where I'm from but also it covers a massive hinterland and you're going to move them out of, no matter what you call a suitable place, it cannot be suitable if the areas that they've mentioned are not accessible by public transport okay, some are out in the country others are locked out for 12 hours a day that's not integration of people what we need to do here is come up with a plan B because you don't have a plan at the moment a plan A even for the centre you don't have a plan for the site you don't have a plan for the daycare services you don't have a plan for all these patients yet and yet when we ask all these questions we don't have a plan to answer them because you don't have answers for it I'll tell you how serious it is we were at a public meeting last night and it was full and there's anger there and I'm telling you I'm asking you you better reverse this and come up with an alternative project because this is not going away in East Cork. I mean, it's unconscionable that the HSC should come to this committee without anticipating a question from one or all of the members as to how much would it cost to do the repairs and refurbishment and two, what would the cost of a replacement building on that site be? Because you have significant capital resources to do so. I'm asking, please, that the HSE please put some pause on this and, and, and reflect. Because four months, I mean, you, you wouldn't, you'd give a dog if you were kicking him out of a kennel, God forgive me for saying it, more notice than you've given some of these people to be out of their home. And, and, and I'm sorry if I'm sounding exercised about it, but I feel that strongly about it. 
I think there needs to be a pause put on this in the, inter in the public interest and so that we as public representatives have more time to interrogate line by line everything that you're doing here so that we can fully and with good conscience represent our constituents. There's a very strong sense coming from both deputies, Sherlock, who you heard there, and Buckley before him, that the time has come now to pause this and to try to at least defer the closure of Onakura until we get a better plan, until they get a better plan for the residents and their families. That's a very definite sense coming out of that meeting yesterday. Now, we have asked some more questions of the HSE this morning, including sending them a recording of Green Party TD Nasa Harrigan, to whom have also been speaking. And we'll see what they can come, come up with before the end of the programme. But I did speak to, like you might say, and people will say, well, Pat Buckley of Sinn Féin and Sean Sherlock of Labour are opposition party TDs. That's what they're going to do. They're going to represent an opposition voice. Before you do that, Green Party TD Nessa Harrigan is a government TD. She also addressed the meeting yesterday. She's read all the various reports on the state of the building. And we had quite a long conversation afterwards. I'll let you hear that next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Deputy Harrigan, what you bring to the table is that you are also an architect and, and, and you've been looking over with an architect's mind all of the various paperwork with regard to Onakura. Am I right in saying, Nessa, it's nowhere near to falling down? There's work needed, a lot of work, but there's nowhere near to falling down. 
you know, the, the building we heard today, and, and in fairness, the HSC were very clear on this, the building's not condemned. Um, the, the building is not in a state where you'd have to move everybody out in an emergency situation. On the other hand, nobody is suggesting, and certainly I'm not suggesting, that the building isn't in, in a serious need of repair um, and that that isn't something that, you know, those those residents deserve. Like, they deserve to live somewhere safe and warm and comfortable. Um, and there are ongoing issues with fire safety and there's ongoing issues with asbestos. However, having said that, and one of the things that we tried to get at today in in the meeting is that, you know, since 2016, the the premises has been cited as problematic. It's been cited as needing repair, but it's always been categorized as moderate to low risk. So if you were a family and you were reading the annual reports every year, you'd have no idea, you'd have no expectation that the HSE are going to turn around today or in July and say, actually, your loved one needs to move out by you know the, the end of October. That wouldn't have been flagged on anybody's radar. And I have to say, what we heard today is when we tried to pick apart all of the building reports and all of the timelines and the various, you know, input from estates and the inf- input from the different policymakers and decision makers, we couldn't understand still how we have gotten to this timeline where families and residents are under so much pressure in such a tight time frame to move from a place that they might have lived for a decade, two decades. We heard one resident has been there 25 years. Mm. So did the meeting achieve anything? Well, you know, I think there was some really uh, positive things. First of all, you know... Across the board, across the political spectrum, there was unhappiness with this decision. And there was a real recognition of the value of residential care for people with mental health difficulties in the Middleton area. And the the identification of like how huge that will be for the area if we lose it. Because the building is one thing. Losing the building is one thing. And if the building has to go, fair enough. But losing the service is a completely different issue. And I have to say, I, I found it really um, heartening to see all of like the public representatives who, who could come to the committee lining up to say like, this will have a huge impact, not just on the residents' lives, but you know, the community, because those residents contribute to the community and they're part of our community and we don't want them to, 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 to you know, to be lost from our community. And I think that, that on the record and for the HSE to have to listen to that is, is really, really useful. Even here locally, representative wise, there is no political divide here. There's a cross political belief that something else needs to be looked at here. That is so valuable. And, you know, you know, in the best version of this, political representatives are speaking up, you know, for the people that vote for them and, and the people who don't. And I, I think that this, you know, at, le- at least, if nothing else, that session showed that, that that is possible and everybody can put their own stuff aside and really speak up for the people who need it most. I think for me, um, it was particularly interesting to be able to put all of those questions um, to the HSE around the timeline of the building reports and the timeline of the decision making. I have to be honest and say that when we did that, 
a lot of our questions weren't answered and there was a lot of, oh, I'll write you an answer for that, Deputy Harrigan. I'll write you a note on the answer to that. I got no answers about how much money has been put into the building since 2016. I got, in a, in a 2020 report, there was a note around, we've done refurbishment costings and we know exactly the capital costs of all this and we're moving ahead with it. And, and I asked, well, what are those capital costs? I got no answers for that. So there was a whole, I could go through you know another mm-hmm. 20 questions that we asked that we didn't get the answers for and they're going to have to come up with those answers and that's a positive Mm. and then I think finally you know from the point of view of the community I think there's a real uh, concern about like where will people go and the reality is is that like as I said nobody's arguing that the building is good or that the building can go on the way it is but I think there's a real concern that we'll be moving people to a worse situation that they might be going into dormitory living from single stay beds that they might be going into you know nursing home situations that they might not be um, they might not want to go to Um, and so I I think we got to ask those questions I I, I, again I wasn't happy with the answers Mm. but it's really useful to be able to like you know, pull all that information apart and say, well, how many people are we talking about here? Where are you going to put them? Um, and, and uh, you know, in terms of kind of illuminating the reality of what this is going to mean for people's lives, it was a very interesting session from that point of view. Hard for the families to listen to, I would say. Come back to the, to the various building reports that you had perused yourself. Is everything consistent here? Is the message consistent through all the reports? No. So... The, the 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 way we've been doing building inspections kind of has been set up since 2016 or the the particular version that we're looking at. In 2016, there would have been 14 non-compliant issues with Owen Okura and all of them wouldn't have been the premises. The only one that relates to premises is Regulation 22. Um, but there was an issue in 2016 that was considered non-compliant and it was considered um, that it was non-compliant, but it was moderate. It was moderate non-compliance. And then in 2017, under the same category, we were told that it was compliant and that the quality rating of the premises was satisfactory and that the building inside and out was in good repair and that there was ample personal space. Now, there was some issues that they they cited as, you know, they, they wanted it looked at, but they, they didn't say that it, it was anything other than satisfactory. Back at, then we go to 2018, we're back again to it being non-compliant, but again, it's moderate non-compliance. We're talking about, um, you know, the bathrooms and the toilets need work, that there might be a smell here and there, that there's not a good state of repair. It, it, you know, there might be, um, they mentioned things like nails banged into walls that aren't fully in, you know, and that they could, like, there'd be trip hazards, things like that. In 2019, we're back to non-compliance, but the risk rating is low. So we're we're hearing, you know, you, you're constantly seeing in the reports, yes, there are issues with the building, but there's not enough maintenance. There's not enough kind of cleaning and tidying. Things are cluttered. It's not the kind of thing as, as somebody who's worked in the construction industry, it wouldn't necessarily have been ringing alarm bells. And then we get to kind of October 2019 and they do the asbestos survey. And I have to say, I take that really seriously. Like, I would not like to, uh, to downplay that in any way. Mm. However, the asbestos survey says that, yes, there is asbestos, but it's in, in good condition and it's of low risk. Mm. It is a very problematic material. I wouldn't like to downplay that. However, if you went through all of the institutional buildings in, in Ireland, you'd probably find it in a lot of them. And one of the questions we asked today is, you know, you're going to be, you're, you know, the HSE is going to be looking at re, you know, like putting people into, into other scenarios and other situations and other residential placements. Can you guarantee to us that there won't be a similar issue with asbestos in those places, that they, those buildings won't be of a similar level of disrepair? 
and they couldn't give that guarantee. And we do know that, you know, some of the proposed places or the places that they wouldn't rule out today. So, for example, St. Stephen's Hospital, which we asked you know, are you considering putting people in, in into St. Stephen's Hospital? Um, they wouldn't rule that out. And I have to say the, the, the annual inspection report from St. Stephen's Hospital in 2020 was not good. And their premises was considered non-compliant, but not moderate non-compliance, not low non-compliance, high non-compliance. Hmm. So, you know, to, it's, it's one thing to say the building's not great, but are you going to move them to a building that is great, that is best practice? <laughs> That's the real question. When I was down there last week, I found people were getting very anxious because they've been told it's closing. They've been told they'll have to move and they have no idea with just a few short weeks left what's going to happen. Did anything do you think come out of the meeting that might address those worries? I have to say some of your local TDs down there um, really spoke very eloquently around the timeline and the pressure that 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 end of October timeline is putting on people and the kind of fear and the and just the anxiety from families around, you know, their loved ones who, you know, it takes a lot. I think, you know, if you have mental health difficulties, it takes a long time to engage with a service and mm. be in a, in a situation where you feel you're comfortable and you're doing well. And so to, to move people and to change their care plan and to change what their expectations are in such a tight time frame is a big deal. And I think that one of the things that was explored today um, and we did get some kind of interesting responses from the HSE on it is, you know, is that timeline fixed? And I think the HSE unsurprisingly said that is a fixed timeline. That is what we're looking at. However, they did also say if if we're unable to, to move people in the time frame that we have, we'll have to perhaps reconsider it. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that in itself is positive that, the, you know, that that they will possibly listen to residents and, and listen to their their fears and their concerns and yeah. what they would like. And uh, that that's a positive for me. One, one of the things that people said to me when I was down there was even if we could get it deferred until the new year so that we could take some time to do a proper plan for people. Uh, well, this is it exactly. And, and I think that's what so many people were talking about today. And, and certainly, you know, I was asking questions about that kind of four month window. Why have we gotten to a place where we're at a four month window? People, you know, like if you've been living somewhere for 25 years, like I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living in my house 15 years and I'm very attached to it and I'd be very sad to leave it. I can only imagine if somebody is living somewhere for 25 years and, you know, they know their local shop and they, they, they know their local shopkeeper and they know their, you know, their local club or whatever it might be to move people on in that time frame seems, you, you know, so difficult. And I, I, I do question whether that's a, the best practice care plan for anybody who's been living in, in a residential unit for, for more than a decade or, or however long it might be. And we did hear today, actually, interestingly, that the last, the, the most recent person to come to Onokura was only placed there in February. Now, th- that, that seems extraordinary as well, that you would place somebody in February in a building that um, we, we heard today that they were the, the estate's you know, section of the HSE was doing a review in February around whether they should close this building down. So, you know, there's just so many questions here. I think a deferral would be a good outcome. It would give people time to, you know, to, to, to maybe find better placements and, and maybe to consider like what could be done, what could be done to hold this service in Middleton to keep people's quality of life there and, and you know, the home that they know and, and whether that would be possible. Nessa Horrigan, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks so much. That's Green Party TD, Nessa Hurricane, speaking to me last evening in the wake of that.
particular meeting yesterday and you heard other clips from the meeting, including what the HSC had to say. Uh, they're represented um, by, by their um, community healthcare lead for Cork and Kerry, uh, Mr Michael Fitzgerald, and he said where they stand. Look, that's the latest up for you. Um, certainly there seems to be a buzz coming from the members of the committee yesterday that at very least a deferral should be considered by HSE. We have sent the HSE the audio of the interview with uh, NASA Harrigan uh, to see if they any response to it. Quartz 96 FM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 